Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? What a week it has been, and it's only Tuesday. This week started off a little different with the unfortunate death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna. The world is mourning over the shocking and sudden death of the retired NBA star who passed away along with his 13-year-old daughter after a tragic helicopter crash this past Sunday. Kobe's death hits a little different for me because we are the same age. Kobe was a husband, father, and a legend who will be likely remembered as one of the most well-respected players to ever grace the court. I remember hearing about this boy in high school. This boy out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, you know, I grew up at a time when social media wasn't even created. The Internet was still new. You still dialed up to get online and to hear about this sensation out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who was going to bypass the rules of the NBA to go straight from high school to the league. It was unheard of. And I even have a personal connection to Kobe, a dear friend of mine by the name of Tarvia Lucas. She is the daughter of John Lucas, but she was my floor mate in college at the University of Houston. And we stayed on the 13th floor and She was the other girl or the other couple that went with Brandy and Kobe to the prom. And to hear their story, to see their friendship blossom over the years, I had to reach out to my dear friend and ask if she was okay. I know death is always one of those things that catch us off guard, but we're never ready. We're never prepared, but that's the life cycle. You know, that's what life is all about. You live and then you die, but that you got to make sure that your dash in between leaves an impression. We are all shocked and asking why. And I've even read a few posts that said, where was God? And I'm going to answer that for you. He was right there. Accidents and even mayhem are a part of life in a fallen world. We have to remember that this world, this earth is not our home. I know for a fact, I got another building not made by man's hands. That's why you must work while the time is on your side. We don't know the day nor the hour. When our soul will be required. 
God has a purpose in what he allows. And tragedy always serves as a wake-up call. Sometimes the things we choose to make our life easy can be the death of us, physically and spiritually. In this case, it was the helicopter. Kobe Bryant previously said he took helicopters to be more involved with his daughters. And I can't fault him for that because a girl's first love is her father. And even in death, think about the memories his daughters will have of him. The sacrifice that he made to be there for their dance recitals, games, and plays. My heart goes out to his wife, Vanessa, and his beautiful daughters at this time of bereavement. Vanessa, please know you are in my thoughts and prayers. I can only imagine. I know I usually talk about ladies and their special talents on this podcast, but just for a moment, I want to highlight Kobe. Confluence is about lifting as we climb to connect a community of women by dedicating their skills, gifts, and talents to help us change our narrative. Kobe changed the narrative so much that they called him, or he called himself, Black Mamba, a venomous snake that moves with great speed and agility. I want to share three things that impressed me with Kobe. He was the quintessential definition of confluencer. He was confident in the game and he influenced the game of basketball in such a way that he changed it because he mastered it. The ancestors used to sing a song back in the day that said, may the works I done speak for me, I say to the ancestors. And he left a lasting impression, an imprint in the sand of time and in our minds. So here he goes. Number one, he had a worth ethic that was so undeniable. He perfected the game because he was laser focused on his purpose. He wasn't worried about being famous. He just wanted to be great. And what does that tell me? To be great at everything I do and everything else will come. Sources said that he practiced eight hours a day and he stayed true to himself and his God-given purpose. That's something that we all can learn. Number two, Kobe excelled in business by turning a $6 million investment into a $200 million investment with body armor. And in 2014, Bryant bought a 10% share of a sports drink called Body Armor. Coca-Cola just purchased a minority investment in Body Armor. Bryant's initial investment of $6 million turned into a $200 million 
profit with the sports drink giant. Now, that's what you call investment. So he wasn't afraid to take a risk. Number three, Kobe was philanthropic. He gave to causes greater than himself. Through the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation, Bryant became a milestone donor, contributing $1 million for the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C. And he donated books to LeBron James's I Promise School. So, what does that tell me? To give. The more I give, the more I shall receive. Again, there's no doubt that Kobe Bryant's undeniable influence will illuminate our hearts for years to come. He definitely will be missed. Kobe and Gianna rest in the Heavenly Father's arms. And if you see a four-foot lady running and walking around heaven, cooking chicken and dressing, and a bomb banana pudding, that's my granny. And tell her she is missed. Just like Kobe, you must have a laser focus on your vision. This weekend, I intended Envisioning 2020 Review, Reflect, and Reveal, hosted by Rosella White. Such a soul-stirring event. This year was a little different than last year. This year was facilitated by none other, Reverend Juanita Rasmus. I knew it was on and popping when I walked in and saw her vibrant fuchsia top. But when she opened her mouth to speak and she told us that we were going to explore our old truths and ignite them with fresh passion, baby, I knew I was in for a treat and that I was in the right place. We moved, we grooved, we exercised the power of envisioning. The way a man thinketh, so is he. This event blessed my whole complete black soul. Let's go take a listen to Rosella. Good morning, everyone. I am standing here with the lady of the hour, the lady with the big vision, the visionary, Rosella White. Good morning, Rosella. Good morning. Good morning. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Yes. So my name is Rosella Ide White. I am named for both of my grandmothers, Rosella, who is the great granddaughter of sharecroppers, and Ide Yisela, who is a who was a Black Puerto Rican um, Caribbean African. Caribbean woman. Um, and so that's my name, and I wear that proudly. And I am a life and leadership coach, a writer, and a speaker, um, a content creator, all focused on nurturing life giving love in this world. And so um, my tagline is that my hope is to restore hearts to wholeness so people can create and live their most meaningful life. And I do that in a variety of ways. You do. You are a walking. <laughs> 
bundle of love. Thank you. You do. Thank you. you embody your brand at its fullest. Thank you so much. Why do you think an event like this is important? Yeah, so one of the things that is really I'm really passionate about is gathering together groups of women from various backgrounds to just take a moment to breathe together. I feel like our lives are packed full. We are the ones that are responsible for so much, and we don't often take care of ourselves or care of self is relegated to the very last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this started as uh, my visioning, annual visioning brunch started as just a friends and family type thing. And it's kind of mushroomed over the last few years. Um, and it's for me a time to create space for the women in my life that I love and care about and respect to come and breathe, to come and be, and to hopefully get uplifted for the journey ahead. So it's just a time of literally reflection, of renewal, of revelation in terms of what the divine is up to in each of our lives. And also, I've, I've never, I'm never not amazed. I never cease to be amazed, amazed at how God orchestrates connections between the women that come and the opportunities that folks have. And so it's just a, a great time to be together. The Bible tells us to make it plain. Mm. Why do you feel like it's important for us to make it plain? Yes, yes. Write the vision and make make it plain. And it goes on to say, so a reader can read it, right? Mm. Or the runner can read it. And this notion that when we have visions that stay in our head... And we don't take the time to actually not just put pen to paper, but actually get it out into the atmosphere. I think that um, I think that we actually do a disservice to ourselves and ultimately to the vision that God has given us because we are not taking the time to enflesh the vision. Um, And when we make it plain, we also then can break it down to create the steps to achieve our goals, which then creates momentum Mm -hmm. to continue on this journey for whatever that is for anybody, right? All of our journeys are different. But to get it out of our mind and our hearts and actually see it out in front of us and then enflesh it, right, to put skin and bones and muscle on it and then actually let it loose in the world um, has incredible impact. Because I don't believe that visions are for us alone. I think God may give us a particular vision, but ultimately God's vision works through us for the sake of others and for um the betterment of the world, for the restoration of the world, for the healing of the world. So a lot of my work is helping people figure out, okay, what is the vision that God has uniquely gifted you with or visions? And I believe that those can change over our life. And then how are you being called to make it a reality? Because your unique voice, the sound of the genuine in you is specifically needed in the world because only you can bring it to bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meet people often that say, oh, I don't believe in those. Mm. And I will tell anybody, you can't get what you need in life Mm. if you don't verbalize it. Absolutely. If you don't put it in the atmosphere. Absolutely. I think about a newborn baby. When I was a young mom, when my baby needed attention, he would cry out. Yes. I think visions are a part of crying out. Yes. Yeah, that's good, Charlie. That's good. You know, letting people know, this is what I deserve. Yes. This is what I see my future. Like, it's a good goal-setting tool. And I think without maps, it helps as a map or guide. Absolutely. You kind of go aimlessly in the world. Do you agree? Absolutely, I agree. And I also would say that we can always change the map, Mm. right? I think sometimes there's a fear that if I put it out there and if it doesn't happen all according to plan or life happens and messes it up, then it's all for naught. And I've learned, I mean, life has taught me this. I've had plans after plan after plan and life happens. Things we can't control 
And then we have to redirect or we have to renew or we have to take a moment to take a step back and recommit ourselves. But at least getting it out there gives us a frame so we're not wandering aimlessly. Mm. But we can always change it. We can always we can change, always change it. it. Yes, because you know what? The world is ever changing. It is ever changing. Yes, and God made us... <laughs> Like, and we are, we are ever evolving. And so when we get new experiences, new relationships, new information, all of that can go to continue to enrich the vision, um, or again, help us recommit to the vision. So the the most important thing is just getting it out there. And I think so many of us are afraid of that, um, or anxious about that. And we just got to let go and lean in. That's another thing. Be anxious for nothing. For nothing. Why do we worry when God has promised to take care of every little thing in creation and has given us everything we need to not just take care of ourselves, but to take care of each other? There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to worry about. Tell everybody where they can find you so they can come to your vision board launch every year (laughs) at the year and get your services. Yeah, so you can find me online. It's at Rosella HW, at R-O-Z-E-L-L-A-H-W. And that's for Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, I'm Rosella H. White, the Love Big Coach. And then on my website is RosellaHWhite.com. Anything big coming up for you? Yeah, a couple of new events, and I'm also doing some leadership consulting, and I have a new offering called Racial Healing and Wellness Coaching, which is specifically for white folks, right, (laughs) who want to actually deconstruct and dismantle racist ways of being and believing and create new values, new behaviors, and new attitudes. But it's a coaching program. It's not just a training, because we get all the information, but again, we don't know how to embody it. So that's my biggest thing now. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rosella, for the beautiful interview. I appreciate you so much for taking a moment out with me. And now, let's go listen to the facilitator that made us step into a time machine, see our vision through a window pane. The speaker, the writer, the spiritual director, and contemplative with a passion for seeing people through their best life. Ladies and gentlemen, confluencers, let's welcome and whoop it up for the Reverend Juanita Rasmus. Whoop, 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 whoop. Good morning, everyone. This is Charlie Marcole, and I am here with Miss Renita Rasmus at the Envision 2020 event. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well. I'm happy to be here. How about you? I'm glad to be here as well. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I think starting the new year, really starting at any point, we do it around January, but it's never too late to step back, reflect, and determine where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So that could be January or July or May or December. It really doesn't matter when. I think we've made a tradition that we do it at the beginning of the year. But I would say to your audience, wherever you are, when you find yourself in a space that's not life-giving, that's not allowing the flow of love to flow through you, mm-hmm. then that's a good spot to say, maybe I need to take a look at my vision. Mm, take a look at my vision. You said something that was so powerful a while ago. You said old truths ignited with fresh passion. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, you know, there's, there's wisdom and there's truth 
And sometimes truth gets rooted in us and we decide, well, you know, it's not as uh, important now or it's not as contemporary to, to believe that kind of thought now. But as an example, when I talk about old truths, truths like uh, loving your neighbor, mm -hmm. truths like doing unto others as you'd have them to do unto you, those are old truths. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, when we're trying to get on the freeway and we're late for work, that truth goes right out the window. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when we remind ourselves, which is what visioning can do, which is what retreats like this can do, they can give us an opportunity to reflect on our core truths, yes. our core values. Mm -hmm. What are the realities that have always provided us with guidance? Sometimes they get left behind. We get so busy doing this and doing that instead of learning how to be, which is what my book is about, mm. learning how to be, finding your center after the bottom falls out. Mm. Mm, mm. You know, I was raised black and Baptist, so that's why I keep going, mm, mm. <laughs> You know, I love a good amen All corner, right, all know? right. <laughs> and so do I as a pastor. Okay, okay. I, I love I, a good amen corner yeah. because, you know, I was going to ask you, you know, because 2019 was a rough year for me. Yes, I heard you I, say. I, I lost my grandmother. Yes. I had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah. So it was yeah. a, a year of loss yeah. for me. Yeah. And when you said learning how to be. Mm -hmm. At first, I was fighting it. Yeah. I was fighting yes, everything. Yes, often we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning how to just stand in Come it. Come on, now the, that's it. This is the season. That is and how, where do I go from That's here? how transformation occurs, mm. is we have to stand in it. So often the divorce, the disease, the disaster, the disappointment, the darkness, the depression, whatever the, the devastating thing is that might come into our life, our first reaction is flight and fight. You know, either we want to fight that thing or we want to run away from it. Mm -hmm. What my book talks about, Learning to Be, is I'm talking to people about how to stand in the midst of your storm and say, now, why are you here? Mm. What are you here to teach me? Mm. Instead of fighting it. Exactly. Mm. We use a lot of energy fighting it. The reality is, the scripture says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and cracks open, that means we're going to have some hard stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. There are moments in our lives we're going to find ourselves cracked wide open. But not until we crack wide open can that kernel go into the ground, become a seed, and then begin to root, and then what? Bear fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes there are going to be difficult things that we have to stand in the middle of, standing, knowing that God is a, a God of his word, yes. working all things together for good. Yeah. Now, understand, yeah. Yeah. understand, not everything feels good. Yes. And we can so easily say, well, how can that be good? Uh, uh, one of my mentors says, wait three days after you feel something has been terrible. Wait three days to see if there's some kernel of goodness that has come out of it. Mm. Sometimes, in the case of your grandmother, she seemed beloved by you. Mm -hmm. You said she was your cheerleader, your mentor. I would imagine that there have been moments you've remembered something that she said to you, or you remember something she's done for you, how she was present to you. Isn't that a good thing? Yeah. And so, yeah, even in the midst of our darkest moments, if we'll give ourselves permission to be expansive, open mm. to the good that can show up for us, sometimes that good is helping us to go to our north, our true north, helping to give us a compass for our direction. Sometimes that truth is saying to us, you know, 
That is a thought you need to leave in this old year. That's a concept. That's a relationship, perhaps, that you need to let go of. And so we have an opportunity, not just in January, but every single day of our lives, we can stop and say, where is the life-giving love of God for me today? How do I walk into it? How do I live into it? How do I allow it to infuse my life with the truth I already know? Mm. You see, there's truth we all already know. We know that if you are standing on top of a building and you fall off, gravity is going to go into effect unless you have on a parachute. There are some invisible laws that are truth. Our goal, if there's any goal, is to tap into those invisible laws that can be invigorating for us and life-giving for us and healing for us and empowering fuel for our future, for us. The key is being willing to stand in a space of reflection, to stand in a space of contemplation, which sometimes means kneeling in Mm. prayer and saying, God, I'm here. I'm open to your guidance. I'm open to your instruction. I'm open to how you want to transform the way I've been being in the world. Mm. You see, we forget that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so often in our humanity, all we want to want to engage in is the activity of doing. Doing this, doing that. But we need space to be. Mm. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610. Sometimes we have to stop. And so this kind of retreat is giving us an opportunity to stop, to reflect, to pay attention to our truth, the truth that'll lead us to the places that we've only just begun to imagine. And so my hope today is that people attending this retreat and those listening to your, your audience, that they will hear a nugget of truth that will empower them maybe to stop, drop, pray, perhaps to reflect Mm -hmm. on what truth they have hidden within them that offers them the possibility for new life in 2020. Wow, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, baby, I'm standing here crying with tears running down my eyes because she has spoke a word into my spirit this morning. The Bible tells us to make it plain. Can you talk about making it plain? Well, the scripture says to have a vision and make it plain, all right? God has cast, or or I shouldn't say cast, has deposited within all of us a sense of self. Mm -hmm. Some would say self. Some might say a sense of the spirit. Jesus said the kingdom of God Mm -hmm. is at hand. That's within all of us. And so this idea of making it plain really just means that I invest time with the one who created the, the, the truth, the one who created the space and the, the notion of what my life might look like, when I invest quality time with God. And sometimes I have to tell you, that's just at the red light, waiting on the light to change. I take a deep breath. And so I invite your audience, I invite you now to take a deep breath, Charlie, and breathe in God's light and love. And then exhale all thoughts that you might be thinking in that moment that aren't serving you. If you say, I can't wait till this light change because I got to hurry and get to work because I'm running behind. What about saying, God, thank you for this moment to breathe in the awareness that you are present Mm. 
that you are God. And that when I arrive at work, I'll arrive in my right mind. I'll be present to the work before me and I will function at my very best. Your light and your love will flow through me. So my work will be done with excellence and efficiency. Now I can walk into life with that kind of energy. That good things will happen and good things will be done even though I'm running a little late. Mm -hmm. Or I can walk in the energy of, here I go again, being late again. Mm -hmm. Will this light ever turn? Will these people ever move their cars from in front of me? Now, there's an energy there. But I don't know how much light, how much life, how much love that kind of energy offers. So when we talk about making it plain, the plainness, the clarity comes in being willing to stay open to the presence of God, transforming our thoughts and our minds, helping us to pay attention to our feelings, because feelings are important. Mm -hmm. Feelings are indicators. They're like the warning lights on our cars. Sometimes the, the light says, break for joy. Take a moment, experience this, be in this. Sometimes it says, hey, this is a flashing light. You're doing too much. Slow down, get in, get in, get in neutral. You know, and so making it plain is the thing that God is able to do for us when we give God space to do it in. Wow. Tell everybody who you are and where they can find you because we just jumped in. All right. My name is Juanita Rasmus. I'm co-pastor at St. John's downtown. My husband and I have been there for 27 years and uh, God has been doing transformational work in our lives and in the lives of the people we serve at St. John's. And your audience is welcome to join us any Sunday at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock. Um, and we're, our doors are wide open for people who are looking for a space of transformation, a space for envision a life they alone could have never envisioned. Always remember, the vision is created twice. It starts in the heart and the mind of God, and then it gets manifested in our lives if we'll allow it. Ooh, Ooh you have blessed my soul. Thank you. Hey everybody, I have a guest here. I want to talk about the experience of Envisioning 2020. Tell everybody who you are. My name is Amy Ellis. Hey Amy, go talk, let's talk about your experience. How was your experience today? It was wonderful. It actually made me take some time and really think about what I want to do and what my goals are in a space where it was safe to just be free to think about things. In a space to feel free. I am open to receive, to receive and to give love and to give love and to give love because sometimes we don't love on ourselves we don't love on ourselves enough um and it's important work and i think as women we don't tend to do that because it feels selfish we it, it makes us feel selfish like mm -hmm. we're being you know closed out to the world but sometimes we just need to take that moment that time breathe. is important yes because yeah. i found power in breathing yes today. Did you find power? It just felt like really letting go of some mm -hmm. garbage and just, again, the space was so calm and safe to have that moment and just think about what I want to do, what I want to be when I grow up. So do you believe in the power of vision boards? Absolutely. I've never done one before. Ah. So this was my first experience with this. And I promise you, vision boards work as maps. And now you have a clear map of where you're going because sometimes we just kind of 
wander aimlessly. I do a lot of wandering aimlessly. Yeah. I'm actually going to put that, I'm going to make a copy and put it in several different places so that I see it all day, all the time. Yes, because the Bible tells us without vision, people perish. Yes. So, yes. okay, let's talk about, do you have fears? Is that why you've never done a vision? No, I've just never taken the time. I've never stopped long enough to really sit down and think about what I need to do in any given space like that. I tend to live in the moment like a lot of people here said today. Wow. So when you leave here, what is the goal? My first goal is really to learn to take time for myself regularly, Mm -hmm. to do this kind of thinking and praying about where I want to be and where I want to be with my life all the time, not just in January. Not just January, but year-round. Year round, yes. yes. I am open. I am, and willing to receive love is like, that was such sweet words and just a reminder to myself that I'm worthy of that too. You're worthy. Yes. You resonated with the spirit. So thank you for talking to me today. I appreciate you so much, Miss Alice. You're very welcome. It was very nice to meet you as well. Thank you. There you have it. Thank you to all of the wonderful ladies that imparted their wisdom and shed light, love, laughter, and the power of living our best life on this podcast. Thank you, Rosella. Thank you, Juanita. And thank you, Amy. I appreciate you so much. Now, Confluencers, it is up to you to make the best of 2020. Juanita told us to say this, in 2020, I'll do what I can, where I am, with what I have. But more importantly, move. Movement is everything. She told us that where there's movement, there is change. So I am inviting you to move and put your dreams into action. Until next week, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches, confluencers.